0: This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast.
1: We are killing it
0: online. Tune into The Drive weekday afternoons, 3 to 7 on WSJS.
1: So glad to have you on this Thursday Drive. You are listening to WSJS News Talk Sports for the Triad, where Ahead of the Carolina Panthers starting training camp next week, the Athletics' Joe Person will be our guest in about 15 minutes or so. But prior to diving into football, let's actually quickly hit on college hoops. Prior to today, the last time Hubert Davis held a press conference was in Greensboro. It was right after North Carolina lost on Thursday to Virginia. That was in the ACC tournament. It was right after they just learned that... Their season was about to end. They weren't going to be in the big dance. They were about to turn down an NIT bid. And after that night in Greensboro, Hubert Davis went radio silent. We hadn't heard from him since. Nearly four months later, earlier this afternoon, Hubert met with the media again. He was wearing a white button up shirt, he was wearing a tie. And while he was answering questions, and I was impressed, he sat there for about a half hour, 35 minutes answering questions, you could just hear in his voice how important he felt the next season was going to be. Just how important is it? Well, it'd be overhanded to say that North Carolina is a team that can compete for a national title. And while on one end of the spectrum, that is true, on the other end of the spectrum, it's... Probably a bit much to suggest that Huber is on the hot seat this year either, even though a lot of Tar Heel fans have said such things. To me, that makes this a bridge year, one way or another. Like, Look at it this way. North Carolina is sitting kind of dead middle of one of those two things, and whatever happens this year is either going to indicate that North Carolina is heading in the direction of being a national perennial contender again, or... That there might be some issues and it's time to put the coach on the hot seat. That's what this this season is going to decide. I don't think it's going to be either of those two extremes that this that this team achieves. So we'll see what that is. It's a bridge year. Next year could be, with many of these parts that we're going to see this season, a national title contender. Or in the other end of the spectrum, this could start to reveal real warts that we saw last year that could start to make you wonder, well, did North Carolina make the right hire to succeed Roy Williams? But give Hubert credit. Hubert's not running away from last year, which is a different tack than he took a year ago. When North Carolina lost in the championship game, He was playing defense against the questions about last year or the previous season about that run all throughout the year they missed the tournament last season. All throughout the year. I don't want to talk about last year. This is a different team. This is a different time. This is all different. Why are you asking me about last year? That was the tack that he took much of last year. When he sat in that chair a year ago, he did not want to talk about the previous season. Today, he had no issue going backwards and talking about what could be gleaned from the failures that North Carolina experienced. Here was Huber on that front.
2: You know, I talk about it and how what an unbelievable great experience that I that I had here. Um, that being said, in my time here, there were there were rainy and windy days. I, I, and there were a lot of them. There were some hard times. And, The feeling that I have about this place is not just because of the sunny days, it's also about the perseverance through the rainy and windy days. And so it's a great opportunity to grow, great opportunity to learn, and I feel like that we're all in a great position to get better from last year.
1: Coaches can do more with failure than with success. Ask a high school coach. Ask many college coaches that you might know. I have, and they'll tell you, Man, sometimes the worst thing a kid can receive is a pat on the back. Sometimes it's a lot better when people are doubting them and they have a chip on their shoulder. The way that that can motivate somebody. The worst worst thing to deal with as a coach, the hardest player to motivate, is the well-fed player. The one that is being told that they're the best thing since sliced bread. In North Carolina was the toast of college basketball going into last year. And it showed. This year, no one's giving them anything. And we'll see if that affects the mentality of what this team's going to be. Just look at how active Hubert was in the offseason. You don't think Hubert knows how important this year is? He got Elliott Cadeau to reclassify. You got not one, not two, not three, not four, but five transfers coming in. And they still have roster space. So we'll see if there's somebody else they might even add to that mix. That's a guy who's being aggressive. That has the urgency turned up. He isn't running from last year. But he is using last year as a tool to potentially motivate his guys moving forward. Armando Baycott, his part of the... Armando! Still waiting. Armando, still waiting. Armando! do. No. That 10K offer. Yeah. Going to go to charity. Let's see if we can get that done. His part of the story is fascinating, too. Think about the history he's been a part of. He was a part of Roy Williams' final two years in Chapel Hill, which included the COVID season, which had the cancellation of the NCAA tournament. That, again, North Carolina wouldn't have been a part if there was a tournament anyway. They were going to miss out that year. That was the Cole Anthony year. But then went to the final Four was a part of the team that beat Duke in Coach K's final season in that Final Four the first time they ever met in the NCAA tournament, a part of Hubert Davis's first three seasons now, and a guy who's going to play five years and break a lot of records as a result, even though through four he already is the career rebounding leader. How's that story going to end? That's something apparently Hubert and Armando have
2: Armando.
1: spoken about. Here was Hubert.
2: After this year, it's over. And Armando, specifically for him, has experienced the highs and the lows. And what does he want his last year to look like? What does he want to remember when he leaves this place? And we've had a lot of talks about that.
1: This is a bridge year. Is it going to be a bridge to something great? Or a bridge to a place that North Carolina doesn't want any part of? Of being close to. On Twitter at WSJS Radio if you want in. That's where we're streaming video in addition to YouTube and Twitch. Will Dalton, the executive producer of this show. WD, we're going to be out at ACC Football Media Days next week. SEC Media Days closed up shop today. So how about an SEC prediction real quickly? We spend so much time on the ACC. A lot of SEC folks listening to our voices right now. I think we're due an LSU-Georgia rematch in Atlanta to decide the SEC this year. I think it's going to be a rematch. The Tigers, they should be favored in the West. After all, they won the West last year. And their biggest challenger, Alabama, lost so much. No Bryce Young, no Jameer Gibbs, and that's just the start of it. LSU has Jalen Daniels back. They have Harold Perkins on the edge back. A lot of dudes that are going to be NFL players on this team. So they're the rightful favorite. I'd also watch out for Texas A&M, but they play in Baton Rouge this year, which is why I give the Tigers the ultimate nod. Meanwhile, Georgia's Georgia. They're, they're George, Georgia's going to win the East. They don't play anybody in the West Division. South Carolina and Kentucky with Devin Leary are going to be visiting Athens this year. That's huge. Yes, they have to go to Knoxville, but that's the only game that looks remotely scary from a conference perspective. And offensively, they're still going to be a just electric with Bowers at tight end there. And it's not like replacing Stetson Bennett is anything close to replacing Bryce Young in Tuscaloosa. Now, who would win the game? I I think it's a toss-up. My first reaction was LSU, actually, because of what they have back. And again, if Ed Orgeron and Les Miles can win a national championship at LSU, Brian Kelly is certainly capable of doing so with a lot of talent there. But is the talent level close enough yet to what Georgia recruits on an annual basis. Georgia's going for the three-peat this year. After listening to Brian Kelly yesterday, I'm not so sure.
2: I know
0: that based upon how we've recruited and how we'll continue to recruit, um, that we'll have um, a football roster that that will be able to compete against Georgia. Is that right now? No, it's not. But if we continue to do what we're doing, we're going to have a roster that can compete against Georgia, and then it's just a matter of getting it done on, on the on the playing field so everybody then can assess they've closed the gap.
1: Picking Georgia's too chalky, though, so I'm not going to do it. LSU's my pick over Georgia to win the SEC this year.
0: You're on the track with Josh Josh Graham, my young friend, it's your buddy Mick Mixon climbing out of the tractor here in Alamance County for just a hot minute to wish you happy anniversary, man. It's been five amazing years, so congratulations. I think it was Will Durant that said that excellence is what we repeatedly do. And by that measuring stick, you've been excellent. I love how every show you restore my faith in the industry. You're always prepared. You ask good questions, intelligent questions, and you listen aggressively to the answers. So man, keep it rolling. Come see us if you can. And uh, again, congratulations and happy fifth.
1: Wow. Mick Mixon, former voice of the Carolina Panthers, with some really nice words there. He and his wife Dawn last year were super nice. Speaking of anniversaries, to on their wedding anniversary, which coincided with my wedding date, they went to my wedding and. Are fantastic people. In fact, I give Mick a lot of credit because I remember I was working out in Greenville, America, and I was on the ground just worn out, and I got a text on my phone from Mick. I don't know where else you'd get a text, but I look at my phone, and it's from Mick saying, hey, you know the Triad's looking for a good young radio host. Do you know anybody like that, is what he said. Kind of, you know, tongue and th- tongue and cheek like he would. And that's how I got connected with this uh, job initially. And five years later, here we are. If it wasn't for Mick Mixon, I'm probably not sitting here right now. So I really do appreciate those kind words. And speaking of the team that he used to cover, you've got Joe Person on the line now. Joe Person from The Athletic, who's covered the Panthers for such a long time. And, man, Joe... Pardon me, but there's a lot of stuff that's just been dropped on us in the last half hour with Jim Phillips releasing a statement in response to the Northwestern stuff where he's been named a defendant in a lawsuit. He's saying that any suggestion that he's enabled hazing is uh, unfounded. It's inaccurate, and he will fight. Next week he's going to be speaking in Charlotte at ACC Media Day, so it all kind of goes back to Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte FC is one of the few teams in MLS that have a turf field David Tepper having the turf field up there and that's a problem apparently with Lionel Messi's people and apparently according to Will Kunkel in the last 20 minutes Charlotte's not for the one match on October 21st going to have a grass field to meet the demands that Charlotte F or that Lionel Messi has for playing so there, he's probably going to take that game off if they don't have a grass field for that. We'll see what develops out of that. And then the Washington Commanders have officially sold. And right as that happened, the NFL decided to release the Mary Jo White investigation results and fine Dan Schneider $60 million they released, too. So it's a mouthful. It's a lot. But when you look at, before we get to the Panthers, how big of a story the Dan Schneider sale is like, what immediately hits you? Like, how important of a day is this for the large faction of people that are in this community and across the state that have been Washington football fans before the Panthers even came into existence?
0: Yeah. Uh, the first thing that, that that comes across my mind is covering South Carolina in, back, back in the day when Steve Spurrier got there. And Spurrier used to and like Steve has never been shy about taking shots at anybody. And I just remember him talking about Snyder and what a poorly run organization it was. And, you know, I think Steve was a proud guy, is a proud guy and felt like, uh, without ownership meddling in personnel and so forth, that he would have had a better shot of succeeding, uh, with, with, uh, the, washington football team and so and then, then i started covering the nfl and you'd, you'd hear other stories see how how meddling he was that's the word i keep kind of coming back to but yeah it's a big deal i think you know Charlotte is an area as you know that was before the panthers came around it was a, a washington type of a, a town that, that was the games that would come on each Sunday—that that you got the Washington games, not you know, not not the, the Falcons—and uh, I, I just think if you're a Washi a fan of that team, you're doing cartwheels today. Now that it's
1: let's get into the Carolina Panthers now. Joe Persons with us from the Athletic. Why hasn't Bryce Young signed his professional contract yet?
0: They are trying to work out the uh, bonus payment where he gets it all in one lump sum, much as was the case with each of the last three number one picks. Uh, Obviously, two years ago was Trevor Lawrence and and Joe Burrow the year before that in terms of quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, the Panthers... There's just not there, – there isn't much to, to wiggle about or negotiate about anymore with these slotted salaries. So it's going to happen. Um, it, it It. better happen by the end of the week because he has a uh, – the Panthers' rookies report on Saturday. I know reporting day at Wofford is next uh, Tuesday. But the, the Panthers are – the rookies are supposed to have a little three-day kind of orientation, a little – Mini camp of their own, if you will, without, I don't think they're practicing. So I, I think it'll get done. I mean, the other quarterbacks are kind of waiting on, uh, uh, on Bryce to, to knock his out so they can, you know, the, the, so they can follow suit and get, you know, in, in terms of the offset language. And then, as I say, the payout of the signing bonus.
1: Getting into the roster, one of the things you always do so well is you look at, Every piece of the 53-man, what it will potentially look like, what areas are stronger and difficult decisions have to be made, what areas are pretty thin. I think when J.C. Horn went down during OTAs, we kind of got a peek at how thin things can look at corner, especially with Dante Jackson coming back from an injury. We know that secondary rusher to Brian Burns is a concern, Wide receiver, the Panthers have had to do a lot after trading DJ Moore. I know I brought up a few options there. Maybe there's something I even left out. What area do you view right now as the thinnest point of this roster, the part of the roster that concerns you the most for the Panthers?
0: You know, there's been a lot of talk about it finding another edge rusher opposite Brian Burns, and the fact that there's a couple uh, out there available, including and Clowney. That's sort of like the the knee jerk, but I I think I'm more concerned about the cornerback depth because you have both starting corners in in the persons of Dante Jackson and J C Horn, who you reference, coming off of injuries. In J C Horn's case, a fresh injury uh, suffered this spring, uh, working out on his own with his foot and ankle, and so and we saw look we all saw what the depth looked like last year at week 17 at Tampa Bay. When Steve Wilkes took a team down there that had they beaten Tampa Bay, they had a chance to win the division. And obviously that didn't happen. And a big reason it didn't happen was because of the the failures of Keith Taylor and, um, and CJ Henderson. So I'd go with that in terms of my, my biggest concern, but, I think the Panthers, I think Scott Fitter is going to get an edge rusher. I don't know if it's going to be one of the big name guys still left. I don't know if he might wait a little in camp and uh, into camp and see if anyone shakes free elsewhere. But I, that's not my biggest concern, but I think that will be the first um, kind of where the Panthers roster is concerned.
1: Are you surprised Brian Burns hasn't gotten done yet his contract?
0: Not really, because the, he, uh, the all the edge rushers, kind of like we talked about, the quarterbacks are waiting on Bryce Young. The edge rushers are waiting on Nick Bosa. And um, that's not to suggest Burns is going to get Nick Bosa money, nor nor should he. Um, but rising tide, lifting all boats, uh, that, you know, he, he could get a little more based on Bosa resetting the market for for all the edge rushers. So um, I think that'll get done. I mean, I don't know that it'll get done before camp, but I think it'll get done sometime before the start of the regular season.
1: You know, I haven't – this is just a topic I'm genuinely interested in. And when you cover the beat as closely as you do, I'm sure you poke around, have conversations to see if there's something newsworthy or if there's updates on given things with you guys going to Wofford uh, next week, is there has the ship completely sailed for good on a new practice facility for the Panthers? Is or is the or is it too soon to say because the wound is still fresh from what happened in Rock Hill?
0: Yeah, it's funny. I was just kind of looking at into that in the last hour because uh, they were had everything gone according to construction timelines, and those often don't go as planned, but they were going to have camp at, at Rock Hill this summer. And uh, obviously things went terribly wrong and, and they're back at Wofford, where they've been every year since 1995. and that's a you know that's a good thing for Spartanburg. but as far as your question, Josh, I think there's not been any hard news. no is the short answer? i I think David Tepper's probably keeping his options open, but I think he also realizes that um they have a pretty good thing in terms of uh i i think i think what what i remember in, in kudos to uh team reporter uh panthers reporter darren Gant he had something sometime in the last six months where um was suggesting that they might just fix up bank of America stadium in which case they'll spruce up not just the stadium. And I, (laughs) I know spruce up when we're talking about, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars is I'm, I'm being a little, uh, a little off the cuff here, but that would include uh, gussying up uh, the practice facility as well. So I think that's, uh, again, to your point, could that change? Absolutely. When you're, and, and talking about billionaires, uh, things could always change, as we saw very quickly in March of 22 when uh, David Tepper backed out of the Rock Hill deal.
1: That's also about the time his tone changed when talking about new stadiums. Like last year, it was right before the draft when he said that I guess it was like a November-December game where it was pretty warm. And he's like, well, being outside and having an open roof is something that he actually likes and i don't know i guess with the josh harris stuff today where it's part of the appeal of buying the washington commanders is that you're pretty much guaranteed going to get a new stadium in the next few years because of the dump at fedex field and landover um i wonder how david tepper's opinions changed when it comes to the panthers future at bank of america stadium it feels like there's been a shift
0: yeah it's a good point i mean i'd Listen they I do think he has always liked the idea of the in town stadium as opposed to i mean in the the team you just brought up, the Washington franchise in that just horrible lease they got and deal they got out in landover out in the middle of nowhere, if it's possible to be in the middle of nowhere in in uh, you know a city the size of the, the the commanders succeeded. Because anyone who's been out there, you're like, okay, cool. Let's go out there early and grab a bite to eat or grab some beers, and like, uh, where? And <laughs> I, I think that, that that doesn't mean to say that all the suburban uh, stadiums, you know, kind of go south like or are or, or in that same mode. But Tepper has said repeatedly, even when they were, you know, full bore on Rock Hill that they were going to, that that he just liked the idea that, that an in-town stadium was where the Panthers needed to be. And I don't think his tone has changed on that. I think a lot of us have, have tried to connect the dots to the uh, pipe and foundry land that is somewhat adjacent to, to Bank of America Stadium and it's going to soon to be vacant as that company. Um, and they I don't remember what the acreage is, but it is plenty big enough to hold a new NFL stadium and parking lots um, but, but that company's moving out way out uh, north of uh, or north, uh, west of Charlotte, I believe. but anyway, I don't know that's, that's a lot of money and, and I, don't, I don't know if that's going to end up happening or not or if they as Darren Gann, as I mentioned suggesting they just fix up Bank of America. these are good questions and ones to have with David Tepper conversations down the road.
1: Joe Person it's just good to hear your voice man and uh, yeah reflective with with Mick Mixon at the start of this talking about five years of this show uh, you've been a, a supporter of mine much longer than that so really do appreciate you uh, coming on this week
0: absolutely buddy thanks for having me congratulations on this anniversary and this benchmark and uh, good luck on the next five years my friend
3: Josh what's going on
2: man Congratulations on five years, brother. Wishing you nothing but the best. It's been a great five years, man. Marriage. Move to Winston. What else could you ask for? Hope all is well
3: with you. Look forward to five more. Take care, brother. Is that chilly? Randolph Childress. Yeah, I know that voice anywhere.
1: I know your voice from anywhere. BDOT, the sixth man of Tar Heel basketball, hanging out six, six, with us. Six, 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 six. Literally seconds before the mics turned on, you took a call from Brandon Childress.
3: Yeah, how crazy is that? A lot
1: of. Chilly love yeah. Uh,
3: Even though it's hot as hell outside.
1: It is pretty hot outside. Yeah. It's not very chilly. But chilly Uh in the sense that I appreciate that from Randolph Childress. It's especially kind coming from him because he was one of the people that loved the most that our studio was in Kernersville. Yeah. He loved it because he lived right down the road. Right. Doesn't love so much that we're in Winston now, a little bit further away from him. But
3: I mean, Winston made him. That's true. You know what I mean? He's closer to the city that actually made Randolph Childress' name ring bells all over the world. So, you know, he's got a lot of ties here, too.
1: That reminds me. Wake Basketball released its non-conference schedule today. Have we? Huh?
3: Did we? Did we
1: release our? Did Carolina release theirs? It's pretty much done. Okay. It's not all out there, but it'll okay. get out there soon. We'll, get to, we'll get to Hubert Davis's, uh presser earlier. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Not a lot on it. Florida's coming in. Hmm. Okay, that's the ACC-SEC challenge. Likely not going to be a quad one since it's in Winston-Salem. Rutgers maybe at home. That could be a quad one. Hmm. They got blitzed up there in New Jersey last year. Hmm. You could get Houston and Charleston, depending on how things shake out. That'd obviously be a very nice test. That's pretty much it.
3: I got a chance to talk to Coach Forbes this weekend. How'd that go? Yeah, man, he's becoming um, slowly one of my favorite people to see when I'm out and about. It's really starting to get under my skin a little bit.
1: You used to dislike – Steve Forbes. I did.
3: And I still dislike Coach Forbes when he's on that Wake Forest Demon Deacon sideline. But any other time, it's a cool ass dude, man. I was out there at um The Rise. They had the last weekend of open period. Mm-hmm. Of live period, I'm sorry. And um coach was there because it was a couple of players who I'll keep i'm anonymous there were a couple of players that he was in, excited about and we talked about a couple of those i got a chance to thank him for the tour he gave isaiah and his teammates and he remembered isaiah from that tour and it was just cool man like coach forbes is a real cool dude man has some good stories for me about some of the carolina coaches that i wouldn't have known unless i lived in that time period so that was cool man coach lebo was out there as well so i didn't realize that coach forbes and my lebo guy. were cool like that it was a nice time man
1: jeff lebo mm-hmm. my guy uh zay also here in attendance so he might be a lifeline for me if i need it as we transition things to b dot's grammar school
0: josh graham has his own way of speaking and just when you think it can't get any worse josh is going to attempt to learn b dot's vernacular i'm gonna
1: put one in the air it's time
0: for B-Dot's Grammar School. Nobody better than B-Dot. Free game, during game, post game. Brought to you by Heritage Hardwood Floors. When it comes to flooring, they have no ceiling.
3: Heritage Hardwood Floors! You could use some Heritage Hardwood Floors in here. Pull this carpet up and put you some Heritage Hardwood Floors down.
1: Big hardwood floor fan. Do you know who I also, one of my favorite things about hardwood floors are? Mm. My puppy Willow the dog hmm. when she has the zoomies oh, and she's man. running around. I she bet she can't get so, any traction whatsoever. <laughs> so when walls. she tries to turn <laughs> she just can't keep her footing. Makes amazing. me laugh every time. Because of Heritage Hardwood Floors.
3: Heritage Hardwood Floors. Okay.
1: Before you throw at me urban-centric words, mm-hmm. as we've been doing for years.
3: Years now, Josh. Like you've been on air five years. More than half of those years, we've been doing grammar school, bro. It's amazing that that is is the case. I have a call question for you. Okay.
1: Did you know it's Barbieheimer week? It's what? Barbieheimer week.
3: Yesterday was Glizzy Day, but I don't know nothing about no Barbieheimer. What is a Barbieheimer? The
1: Barbie movie is out.
3: Oh, yeah, my daughter's excited about that.
1: Oppenheimer is a movie about the nuclear bombs creation and the Manhattan Project. WD and I just got our we tickets are. to see it in IMAX go tomorrow it. night. Never heard of this. Three-hour movie, hour movie
3: 10 o'clock at night. We're, we're, we're very excited. Y'all going to get out at 1? Yeah. That's amazing. Are you going to sneak your own snacks in? Probably.
1: Yep, that's caffeinated. That's amazing. That's, that's WD. the plan.
3: IMAX, big screen.
1: We're super psyched about it. Hmm. I'm not going to ask you about Christopher Nolan, who directed uh, Oppenheimer. <laughs> he is known for Memento and The Dark Knight Ooh. and all those types I of I did see movie, The Dark Knight. Interstellar and all that. Nope. But uh, I'm not going to ask you about Margot Robbie, even oh, though goodness. I'm sure you are familiar with her work.
3: I'm, yeah, if, I, I, if I saw her, yes, probably. I know that name, Margot Robbie. Wolf
1: of Wall Street. Oh, yeah, girl. yeah, the babe. Yeah, mm. there you go. So I'd like to ask you about Ryan Gosling instead. Who's in Barbie. Mm. Can you tell me one Ryan Gosling role other than him playing Ken and Barbie?
3: Um, Ryan Gosling, did he play – hold on. It's, I'm either thinking Batman or Passion of the Christ, one or the other. or Was he in one of those? No. Damn it. I'm out.
0: <laughs> if it
1: makes Ryan you feel better – Ryan I've seen him you in You don't want though. this ally, but – WD had no idea anything about Ryan Gosling yesterday. He's an attractive
3: dude, though, right? Oh, there's no doubt. he's a heartthrob. One of the most
1: attractive men out there. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm familiar with that part, He's the guy Petey replaced in Remember the Titans. Nope, that doesn't do it either. What? Petey comes into the game? And and plays a quarterback, right? Corner. Nope, doesn't do anything. What else did Ryan Gosling play in? Hell, keep going.
1: He's in Crazy Stupid Love. He's in Drive. He's in La La Land. Drive. Drives Awesome.
3: Is that the one he's the driver? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's trying to speed through the city without stopping or some crazy right. like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Excellent movie. Yeah, yeah.
3: Excellent movie.
1: That is a really, really good movie. It
3: really was a good movie.
1: Okay. okay. Now, you didn't get that right, but we'll see how we do here, how mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, your first word, what does it mean? It's a phrase. What does it mean, Josh, to up the score?
1: Up. The score. Yeah,
3: what does it mean to up the score? If me and my team had to up the score. What did we do?
1: I'm going to assume this is the urban-centric way of saying up the ante, hmm. which is to say to escalate things, to step things up. Like, oh, you did that? Well, I've got this. I've got to up the score now. I need to – Like, because you did something, I need to one-up you. It's like when Marcus Page was going head-to-head with T.J. Warren at PNC Arena. Oh, you just did that? T.J. Warren? Well, I'm going to hit one at the buzzer on Mm. Marcus Page. He upped the score. That's what I think that means.
3: Speaking of T.J. Warren, he will be in Raleigh this weekend for the Chill Classic. I'm going to look to my son, Isaiah. We giving that? Zay says yes. Zay is smiling and says yes. Give you that for up the score. That's pretty much it. Yeah. It really is more gang related though, Josh Graham. Oh. um, You killed one of my people, so now we have to up the score and kill more of your people.
1: Gotcha. So it's a retali- retaliatory There we go. That's the R situation. word I was
3: thinking about. Yep. Yep. That's up. Are you ready? Yeah. One for one. Good job, Josh <laughs> Graham. <laughs> be- Number two, what does it mean if I say me and Zay, we up? We up. We up. Is me this Zay, different we than up. it being stuck? <laughs> <laughs> well if it's up then it's stuck but in this particular situation I'm just saying that me and Zay we up what am I saying about me and Zay if I say that we're up right now we up Three three six seven 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 one six hundred. that's what Josh does when he needs your assistance as a lifeline he puts out that number help 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 336-777-1600 three, three, seven, 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 it's interesting you can move buildings and keep the same number landline
2: that's
3: help <laughs> there's Josh
1: you know, since I have the microphone there, I'm curious. Just want to see if the mic works, too. So, Zay, what's it mean when you're up? Hold oh, on, sec. Once there we go. Let's get this mic on. There we go.
3: You're you're winning.
1: You're winning. Yeah. Oh, like you're like you're literally up <laughs> in a game. Like oh, it's twenty-one fourteen. We're up. That's it. That's simple. Mm-mm.
3: No. But are you going with Zay? Yes. That is correct. Hey!
1: But he's saying we
3: winning in life, my boy. Like, you just moved to, to a whole new spot in Winston. We up right Private now. Driving in flame, we up. We up. You dig what I'm saying? Five years of the show, we up. We up. It's like two microphones over there, two, three, four microphones over here. We up. We up. Going to see the movie tomorrow. Got a 10 o'clock ticket already to see about the first uh, nuclear bomb. It. We up.
1: Yep. WD's going to be caffeinated and he's going to be oh. We up. You want to be <laughs> That's in? That's a
3: different up. But
1: yes. <laughs> you, want in, w- you want NW? You Want Want to watch Oppenheimer at 10 o'clock tomorrow night?
3: Nah, I'm not going to make All that. Bigger, but bigger I am not. interested in the film. I know I can't do 10 o'clock on a Friday. Tomorrow night is date night with me and the wife. So sure. we've got plans tomorrow. But I am very interested in that movie, though. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be really good. I'll let you know how it is. Last but not I need, Josh, I'm almost... Music? Well, I don't know. WD, did you get my text message in time? I sure did. Cool, because I'm I'm going to be honest. Josh, you've already got the first one. Yeah. Zay helped you with the second one. Boom. Today is all about up. So I, I'm almost confident that you're going to get this answer. With but Philippa? what artist, not just what artist, but where is the artist from that says, if it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. Who is the artist and where is the artist from to get a sweep for today? The queen of Brooklyn, Cardi. Music. Oh, my boy, Josh, doing a jig. He's doing his dance. Ooh, 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 ah, ah, ooh. I love when he brings the caucastic stuff to the urban side, because that is the most caucastic dance. How did you just go one leg like that, Josh? ooh, congratulations, Josh Graham. Three for three today, baby. WD, do the bird noise. I can't do it right. What is that? Congratulations, Josh Graham. Today was the up show because it's up. Five years in, it's up, man.
1: And he was up.
3: And he was up.
1: I almost did like more hand motions. Don't do that. Enough. Don't,
3: don't, don't, don't blow it, pause. Like, stay where you are. You're ahead. Okay? Yeah. Cut it off. You're up. Yep. B
1: dot. We got to do this since you're in here. Let's do it. Hubert Davis met with the media for the first time this offseason. Mm-hmm. He'll tell us, dot will that is,
3: what Hubert was really saying. Oh, wow. Not verbatim time?
2: Next. And I mean, I think the most important thing is why would you go to wait for three years, put all that time in to get this prestigious degree, and then end up getting your degree at a place like Kentucky? That's what I said. And I got a chuckle out of him.
1: And fellas, we done got that Oliver Soar. That boy's about to play for Kentucky. Thank you. May I have some more, Oliver? I'd like another
2: scoop of that possum biscuit right there if I could get me a piece of it. Oliver Soar. That It ain't no disease. He's coming to play for the Wildcats. Yeah! Oh, that
1: boy's tall as the moon. VDOT continues with us. I don't even remember that. Oh, I do. Because no, every day, That's when Kentucky... <laughs> That was the day that all the things that you and Robert said, the guy at Kentucky Sports Radio <laughs> that attached to me, saying, Hey, Josh Graham says that the state of Kentucky, they only, they don't like toothpaste and they marry their <laughs> sisters
3: and uh, they play dually banjos for about 30 minutes. That's what happens when your name's on the show, Josh Graham. For five years.
1: We can't reflect on five years of doing this show without talking about that crazy week. Hilarious. May of 2020. Let me set it up real quick. Danny Manning fired. This is during a period where there are no live sports. Nobody else was making a coaching change. Steve Forbes gets hired, does this show, takes that shot at uh, Kentucky and the degree and all that. It leads, pardon the interruption, Kentucky Sports Radio talks back about us, talks back about Wake. We make fun of KSR, Matt Jones, six, like an angry mob on this show. Yeah. And then we bring Luke May on and they get mad. The end.
3: Hilarious. Well played, too. A lot of stuff. Bringing the Luke May on was well played. I'm talking about Chef's Kiss. Job well done, Josh Brown. That's why you've been here five years, my boy.
1: dot captivated with what's going on. Why in did I scream for in golf? Well, you don't want people to get hit in the head with golf balls, do you? That's what you yell, so people look up and. But why did they there's...
3: choose that number? Why not six or eleven? No, no, no,
1: it's F O R E. It's not the number four.
3: Oh. There
1: you go. Learn something today.
3: And it's not even grammar school.
1: So Hubert Davis, he met with the media today, and I want to get some not verbatim knocked out here, since we have you, the six man of Tar Heel basketball. Six, after all, six, 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 is here. Hubert Davis was asked about the end of last season. He said, quote, I know we were disappointed going into last year. We had hopes and dreams and expectations, of the terms of what we could become. This was an opportunity to grow. It was a great opportunity to learn.
3: My God, we sucked. I mean, bottom of the barrel. And it really sucked because we were coming off a natty. So we were like, the ceiling is the roof. But nah, the basement was the roof. And we learned from that. This year, hopefully, we can have a much better season than last year. Hashtag not verbatim.
1: Yeah, forgot to spell out the full thing that dot is, you know, just telling us what he really. I'm telling, telling you what here. HD
3: is really thinking. He giving you these political answers, and oh, it was difficult. No, last year sucked, like it super sucked. A vacuum Hoover. Hoover was the se- pause. Sucked. It was horrible. And I'm telling you, it was that much more horrible because we had just come off a natty appearance. Appearance. We were one half away from being national champions. One half and 16-point lead away from being national champions. So the next and we only lost one person. Only lost one person. So in our minds, we're like, hey, (laughs) we're right back to Houston, baby. And we were so far from Houston.
1: Pretty far. Hubert Davis was asked about Armando Bacot.
2: Armando. And R.J. Davis
1: and the leadership mm. that they're bringing, coming back. And he said, quote, they're both Carolina guys. They love it here. They give me hope that talented guys, as much as they are, still have a desire to be here and stay here.
3: It's some guys that are just born to be Tar Heels. And these two guys are two of them. I mean, you remember Mondo, straight from VA. He's always out there trying to get us more players, quality players to come and put on that Tar Heel jersey. You know, R.J., He's the king of the hill. What is it, king of New York and Chapel Hill or something? I don't know what they call him, but he's the man. And I'm so happy that both of these guys are coming back, two guys that bleed Carolina blue, two guys that are leaders, two guys that have something to prove and a chip on their shoulders. These guys give me hope The Carolina's okay. Hashtag not verbatim.
1: Where are we at on the 10 grand with Armando Baycott? Like, it's going to charity now. I don't want want the money. (laughs) we got to figure that one out.
3: Yeah, I think ah, – see, media day next week is football, isn't it? It is. You might have but to hold see off it in on October. this until, yeah, media day. And just and that's going to be – like I think you need to – that's what you need to be thinking about. How to talk – you need to be a big old sign, $10,000, what charity you want to give it to, and just have him ready to sign when he comes sit down. Because yeah, you know I, he's going to be there.
1: I know our guy – we have a mutual friend in Jimmy's, uh, yep. John from Jimmy Seafood. He does a lot of stuff for Special Olympics. My dad – uh, was heavily involved in Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. We can do some stuff with that yep. and support, you know, since I'm in the media, he's doing something for the media. We could do something for perhaps maybe like the National Sports Media Association, which is a nonprofit here locally too. So I, I hope we can get that thing worked out. We will see. How about one more real quickly? <laughs> Hubert Davis on Seth Trimple. He has the potential to be the best defender in the country.
3: Hey, y'all know I like setting the bar very high. I mean, very, very high. You remember I went to bat for Leakey a couple years ago. I went to bat for Mondo. Listen, I'm going to go to bat for my guys, and if I tell you that they're going to self-tremble will be the best defensive player in the country, you better cut yourself and believe that because it's going to happen. Hashtag not verbatim. That.
1: I love you, man. Love I pre- you too, my boy. appreciate you being in here. Happy
3: five years, man. We got to go to a new hand now, Josh, to count your years. You know that?
1: That's right. It's going to be like uh, the Michael Jordan. Yeah. Going into the Michael Jordan ring here. Yeah. That's it. I don't have enough for the
3: for one hand. You don't. You got to throw in another hand now, my boy. Okay, Josh Jordan.
1: <sighs> five years. It is kind of crazy. But no, you've been here for pretty much the entire ride. Yeah, more than half I'm of those. It. I appreciate really you, do. man.